Welcome back to the League of Inches podcast. This episode was a NRL team season preview video. Um, we previewed the Dolphins, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, South Sydney Rabbitohs, and the Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, this was our first Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram live video of the year as well. Um, uh, moving forward, just check our post. I'll post it um, each the, the morning of our podcast uh, anytime we do go live. So uh, good to get involved, post some questions as we go, uh, feel a part of the show. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the episode. Again, if you do like the content, please make sure you like and subscribe. Welcome back to League of Inches. Our first live show in quite some time and a bit of a different thing there just to help set some stuff up uh, all up and running. This is the first one I've done for back for the year and I've got a new laptop. There's some new stuff going on, so hopefully this is all working. We will check that out as we go. First up, I have Adam on probably on that case, but welcome. Uh, I know a lot of people have been listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube. Shout out to both uh, lots of viewers. Uh, all the fan base is growing rapidly, which we really do appreciate. Again, social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. You can find us all. Just type in League of Inches there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I appreciate everyone there as well. I know it's quite early. It's still it's still only January and we're talking rugby league. How good. Uh, so we're not too sure how many people will pop in tonight. Hopefully there's a few. We always encourage everyone to get involved as well. We really do appreciate that as well. Uh, but let's introduce the gang. Uh, I've got Jez first off. Mate, how you going? Yeah, been pretty good. It's uh, We go back to school next well, tomorrow. So, you know, that's my producer days done. So enjoy these last couple of slides because that's it from me. Uh, got to get back to the real world. Oh, spewing. So we'll have to get at least, what, two weeks' notice for you to do anything? At least. At least. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Adam, how, how you been, mate? I see you got the hat on, and I think the body's a bit sore after your weekend. No, body's well, he's good. He's bought himself today. a hat after his jersey. Oh, please. <laughs> Still got the tags on it, look. Ten years old. Look at all the marks on it. The stickers are always on the hat. It's his <laughs> tradition. But stickers. This is a ten-year-old hat. I've actually got a new one. That I couldn't find anywhere. But look, doing well. Body pulled up actually pretty well. Um, yesterday it wasn't great, but today I feel good. Um, and yeah, I don't have to go to school tomorrow. Um, thank God. But I've had to work <laughs> the whole time. Um, I don't get twelve weeks of paid holidays a year. So um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, no profession. one will. No one knows this face. I'll introduce him properly. We've got Mick along now. You may have seen the post midweek about the League of Inches jingle that is currently in the process of being made. Uh, the world-famous Mick is basically the reason that is happening. Uh, Mick, welcome on board. You will be in and out of videos throughout the year. Keen to get you involved. Uh, another para fan, so I, I guess yeah. some people might say I'm fortunate about that, uh, but very neutral in his views as well and, and does watch a lot of rugby league. First of all, mate, thank you for the jingle. I know there's still some stuff coming out with it, but it's not officially out yet. But how's that going? Yeah, good. We're just, um, it's got the vocals to go, so should be ready in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Happy with how it came out. Happy to get in here and talk some rugby league when I'm not at work. Oh, mate, but we are weird. You're normally you. our top commenter on our live oh, show. So bring the energy in the comments. That's right. Yeah, you, you you might have to just drop a few comments when we're getting a bit lonely throughout tonight. Just act like you're, you're still watching. 
Uh, just for guy, everyone who's starting to tune in now, um, we're going to preview the Dolphins, the Dragons, the Rabbitohs, and the Manly Seagulls tonight. So, Jez, I know you've actually demanded this segment, so I think you want your own personal segment to start the, the week off. You've got a Jez, um, what, what, what's it, what do you want it called, actually? Uh, it's just a recommendation. So I'm trying to steer away from the stereotype of me just enjoying watching animals do it. Uh, after my one <laughs> story from Canberra Zoo. So my recommendation for this week is to bake yourself banana bread. It's not that hard. Get into the kitchen, get some baking company and cafe-style banana bread. You'll have it whipped up in an hour. Your missus will thank you. Earn some brownie points, my friends. Make some banana bread. Well, you've heard it here All first. All our problems are solved. We have banana bread. Oh, goodness. But you know what? Let's get into it. Let's get into what everyone is waiting for, and that is famous slideshows. Everyone who's watched the videos so far or listened to the podcast knows so far the last two weeks, Jez hasn't been great with this. There's been some little oh. errors. Can't be too critical. Can't be too critical. But you you yourself have said you haven't been happy with it. There's always been the odd S pop, pop in where it shouldn't. So let's see. Yeah, I can the say that, though, Joe. I made them. <laughs> Yeah, mate. I'm brittle. Don't criticise me. <laughs> uh, here we are, the Dolphins. Uh, the Gaines, Jake Avarillo, Herbie Farnworth, Thomas Flegler and Oren Keeley from the Knights. Jason might be able to tell us a bit more about Keeley there um, from his love, lovely oh, love, uh, Newcastle Knights. The losses, Herman SES is off to Hull, so off to Super League once again for you, Adam. You'll be chuffed with that one. Kawasa Farmasili. Uh, off to the Bulldogs, and Oliver Gildart's stint in the NRL is over and back over to Super League with Hull as well. Um, boys, I really rate this recruitment drive. It is uh, three really quality players who I feel like will do a lot moving forward for the Dolphins. Uh, where are you boys at with it? Jez, I'll start with you. The gains and losses for the Dolphins? Yeah, big fan. Getting um, two Broncos players straight from a grand final straight into the squad. I think that's humongous. And I think that's the pulling power of Wayne Bennett. So obviously looking towards that future as well, having Herbie and Thomas in there. So I, I really like this recruitment as well. I think they're three. I'm, I don't know too much about Oren. Uh, hopefully he, he knocks the door down and, you know, he gives it a red hot crack, but the the three above him, that's some, that's some pretty good signings and some pretty good positions. Yeah, no, you make a good point there. And I, I think for, for mine, Herbie Farnworth has developed into, for mine, he's the best center in the competition, if not in the top three. Uh, I don't think there's no doubt about that. So to have these sorts of quality of players, like there's always been that talk about not having that marquee player. I think what they have in Farnworth and Flegler as well, who's growing in, and even Avrilo, is they're starting to get those quality players come through. Adam, I don't think we, we can start, keep underestimating the Dolphins. Yeah, I guess one of the things the Dolphins struggled with um, last year was their recruitment. Obviously, they got some players, but if they got every player they were rumoured to get, they obviously would have finished a lot higher than they did. So Sam come with three pretty big signings obviously shows that it's the impressive year they had. Um, obviously, these players have seen the club they've built, the support they've had, and decided to jump on better. They're obviously the good coach as well. Um, as you said, obviously, Farmworth probably was the best centre of the game last year. But in saying that's the only year he has been, so he's got to obviously reproduce that to continue to hold that title. Um, Arvarillo, once again, I touched on this with the Bulldogs, very surprised they let him go. And so obviously will help him up there as well. Um, 
they really lost much anyway. But as for this Oren Keeley, um, I did a bit of research on him just then when Jeremy was talking because I had no idea who he was either. But um, he's played two first grade games for Newcastle, one each year, 2022-2023. Um, come through a night system, Harold Matz, SG Ball, born and bred in Gosford. So once again, another good local junior that the Knights have probably let go. So let's hope he achieves a lot at the Dolphins. Perfect. Um, Mick, <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you, but quickly, I, I, it's Jez's favourite part of this, is the re-signings and the off-contract list, which we haven't gone over yet. Tom Gilbert re-signed to 2028, which I think is massive. But I think he basically, once he was injured, I think the Dolphins went downhill. He's really the heart and soul of that, that forward pack at the moment. Sarko, 2026. Lumi Lumi till 2025. Jeremy Marshall King, 2025. Uh, and the Hammer, 2027 as well, uh, testing you for 2024. So some good big names to build from there. Um, of the off-contract off list coming into the end of this season, uh, some of the big names, I guess Jesse Bromwich, you'll be interested to see what he does. Um, I guess maybe retirement might be on the cards for, for Jesse or maybe just one of those one-year contracts. Um, the MILF could be off to Super League. I think there was rumours that he was about to go off too. Super League, yeah, but he's still think, there, he's still I think, training. I think Milf's got a big season ahead of him. I think he's got a few people that are standing in his way, and I wouldn't be surprised if, Adam, he's one of your main ones that does find himself over in the Super League pretty quickly. That's to the top of Adam's list for sure. <laughs> he should have been there about three seasons ago after he had that year at the Knights. But yeah, the I'm Knights surprised he stuck around this long. He, he, was, he, was one of the, he was one of the benefits of the fact that the Dolphins couldn't attract a big signing. He just kind of fell into that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big one they've for also, mine. Just in the, in the losses, Joel, they've got Branko Lee who's been released, and uh, JJ Collins was unsigned. So just two missing from that losses list. Oh, look out! Uh, I can see some of the YouTube in that comments as well. Keep all these comments coming through, guys. And if you are a YouTube watcher, make sure you subscribe to the page. It does go a long way to helping us grow. Uh, Mick, let us know your thoughts. The Dolphins, uh, this gains and losses. You might not know this, but we also do a, a rating out of 10 for uh, the recruitment drive for this year. You can kick us off. Um, look, Flegler and Farnworth are probably two of the best buys of the offseason. Flegler's going to keep their engine room ticking along, but my concern for the Dolphins is the halves. I think any team without two top-line halves in the NRL, you may as well write them off before the season even starts. Some might think that's pretty harsh, but... I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it just depends. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't come in here and change up the way we do things. We get to the concerns. Right now we talk about the recruits and then right. we get to the we get to the positives for the Dolphins and reasons why they can go well in the competition and then we get to concerns. I've asked you for the recruitment, please, and the rating at 10. Right. Well, very good recruiting. I'll give that <laughs> Hey, uh, let's go a seven because I don't really know what the benchmark is. <laughs> oh, okay. I can give you some. Yeah, I can give you some um, some past ratings. So we gave the the Warriors, we gave them a nine, a ten, and an eight and a half for their signings and losses. We gave them a ten. The Bruce. Who did they sign? Who did they sign? You might want to. I can't remember. That yeah. was ages ago. Um, <laughs> Bruce says we have a nine, an eight and a half, and a nine. The Raiders, we gave a five, a four and a half, and a four. Tigers, yeah. seven, five, seven. Titans, six and a half, six, six. So there's your sort of benchmarks. So yeah, I'd, I'd say about 
with seven or eight. If they'd have got themselves a good harbour, it'd be a nine. You can't sit on the fence. It's got to be a seven or eight. You seven. can go seven and a half. Seven. Seven to represent the halfback that they didn't sign. <laughs> they missing. Yes. <laughs> now, that, I've, uh, I had uh, playmaking down as a concern because we're just jumping straight to it because, you know, we've got two Martins in here and they just run the roost. Um, the edge defence was a big worry last year as well. So having a bit more uh, muscle in those centres, I think that might assist them in their season as well, playing some finals footy. Yeah. yeah Adam? Oh, wait, what about your rating, Jez? You haven't, you haven't given them the, the rating out of 10. Ooh, uh, let's go an eight and a half. No, 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 no. Nine. There we go. Nine out of ten. Adam, what do you got? I'm giving them a seven and a half. Um, look, obviously they've signed some players that, as I touched on, were good last year and did some wonderful things last year. Let's not forget Jake Avrilo stood out in the Bulldogs team that was pretty rubbish. Um, Herbie Farnworth has pretty much only had the one good year and there's a bit of pressure that comes with that now for him going to a big club, like a new club, given what he performed last year. And Flegler, I've got no doubt Flegler performed. So I'm not going to go too high because I think all those players, except Avrilo, he's going to a better team. But Farmworth and Flegler, they're going to a weaker team, so they're probably going to find it a bit harder. So seven and a half for me. I can see some comments already coming in for you, whether it's during this video oh, or after this the, Dolphin, <laughs> the Dolphins have fans. <laughs> they're the ones that supported the Broncos last year, a comment for the Broncos year before or...? Yeah, everyone's second team. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, for, for what they've got to work with, and let's not forget this year's market uh, was pretty bare. There wasn't much talent around, and they definitely do need to work on their halves, but there was no halves around that they could actually sign. So I'm I'm up there with Jez. I'm giving it a nine. I, I, I really do like the, the recruitment drive for the Dolphins. Now, before we get into the concerns, we already know a, a couple out there, some of these guys have jumped ahead. But let's go for reasons for uh, a really good season ahead. I think the fact that it's a lot, Wayne Bennett's last season with the Dolphins will be a massive drive and he won't go uh, quietly. I have no doubt the Dolphins will be a, a sort of a top eight side. Um, there's too much quality players there now. That back line, you've just got to – they've got some real go-hard, go-forward um, media eaters really in their forward pack. Uh, and if they can just set a foundation up and get this back line to sing, I'd honestly go and say it's probably in the top three or four back lines in the competition this year. So there's some definite strike out wide. They've just got to make sure they can use it. No, you're drunk. Um, I, I'm going. I'm going with some. I'm, I'm going to try and find a positive. And the positive is you can't write off a um, Wayne Bennett coach team. But and I guess the momentum building of even though where they finished, they started the year well last year, they did have a successful first year. Um, they're expected to be right down the bottom last year and they obviously overachieved there. But that's my positive. I'll get back to the concerns when we get there. Oh, if Mick, does he have any positives? Oh, yeah, that, the back line's fantastic. And, um, you know, Wayne Bennett, the history speaks for itself. I just, I've always... As I said before, before I was cut off and told not to talk about it. <laughs> I um, yeah, that's so. The, the positives are definitely the back line. You just got to get that back line into some space, I suppose. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one more positive. Just looking at their draw, because draws are obviously important. They only lead Queensland once in the first eleven rounds, and in that one time, 
they go to Darwin against Parramatta. They then go to New Zealand, and then they're back again. In the first 14 rounds, they've got two games out of Queensland. So if you want to talk about, obviously, starting the season well like they did last year, they've got it pretty easy there. They've actually got a very easy draw um, where they don't seem to have a lot of Sydney trips, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um, Police staying on the field, which I think is is a good call as well. Just yeah, keep him on there. And I think also they've got the Bromwich brothers um, that they might even put in a pretty good stint for because I dare say that might be – if one goes, I think they'll both go. So yeah. this could be a really big year for them if the Dolphins you know, pull it together for those as well. And if Felice Kafusi keeps his arms down, he will stay on the field because <laughs> he makes such a difference when he is in the team. But he's just one of those ones that – Gives away that stupid penalty, just can't tackle properly when he needs to and takes people's heads off. So if he stays on the park, they're they're a quality side. But I think there was a couple of times when teams came up against them last year and you look at them on paper and you go, this could be really interesting. And then they kind of just fell away. So whether or not they didn't gel completely, but I think they they did, as Adam said, had a really uh, positive first year where I think they, they kind of had a free year. You know, your first year in, the expectations, I think you're, you're not playing to any sort of standard. Uh, you're setting that standard. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where the Dolphins go. And if they play in that black kit that we all like, oof, that's, it's going to be I good. Was about to say, that's positive for me. That black kit's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very no, cool. I, I guess now you can go on to your, your negatives, Mick. Well, I've said it three times, have I? Just... Halves, 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 halves. No halves. Just the two of them? (laughs) And any reserves they got, I guess. (laughs) So, and um, I don't know, I've heard some people, and this could be pretty wild, but I've got some friends that consider Bennett to be a negative. Go on. Go, yeah, go on. Yeah, you yeah, gotta you go can't drop that. a bombshell and then just go quiet. Well, he just... It's a podcast, remember? We, we do yeah, release yeah. this as a podcast. Yeah. So I guess it's been a while since he's actually achieved uh, a win of the comp. He, he was close with South in a pretty stacked South team and before he left. And, I mean, we talked about how... The Dolphins had in their first year. They there's a few times we expected a bit more from him, but they hadn't sort of gelled. And you know he's getting on a bit. I just think rugby league evolves and the game changes. And I'm questioning if me and some of my mates I was talking the other day, just questioning if he's still in the uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? If his coaching style is top, top tier of coaches. If his coaching style or coaching ethos is still relevant to a modern NRL game. I like that. So would you be upset if Parramatta announced that they signed Wayne Bennett? Yes. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm known from time up- to time. I wouldn't be upset, but I don't think he's the best coach out there that Parramatta could get. Yeah, it'd be Bellamy. Absolutely. And if they're not, <laughs> you know, they should be throwing everything at him now for when he wants to leave Melbourne. Dangle the carrot. Yeah, but then you if you think about your right of history with your current coach. Mm. Anyway, I just yeah, so that's 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 pretty as I said, pretty wild. He could be considered a negative, I reckon, at times. 
and I'd probably agree with that. I'm surely a lot of the Newcastle supporters would agree with that too, given the history. Yeah, I've just seen. Um, yeah, there was lots of excitement when he came, but that excitement dwindled. But we we got to that semi where uh, Badiris got his head taken off. So yeah, he'll get you to the he'll get you to the promised land, but he might get you the ring. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> he'll lead you to water, but uh, yeah. you got to drink it per se. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my concerns, and my concern is their aging fullback. Um, besides Flegler, you go through their predicted team, which I got up. You got Jesse Bromwich, who's getting on. Flegler, obviously not too old, but big signing. Pressure comes to being a big signing. Kafusi is getting on, Kenny Bromwich is getting on, and Tom Gilbert has been around quite a while as well, who I don't think is that strong a player since he's left Brisbane. Um, you've got Ray Stone on the bench, Jared Wallace getting on, and Mark Nichols. They look at their forward pack, it's it's pretty like pretty aging forward pack in what is such a quick game. I know obviously got quick outside backs, but I guess if you're relying on the outside backs to make metres, it probably uses up what's in their tank for the attacking opportunities. And the other concern is I don't think having an out-and-out hooker, I know he was good last year, but Jeremy Marshall King is not an out-and-out hooker. And I think you need an out-and-out hooker to be a bit more creative with that ageing forward back. Ooh. Interesting. Good points. I, I think, yeah. I think Jeremy Marshall King has established himself as a hooker, though. Um, it'd just be interesting. This will be a big test this year. I think for him... For, for young Katoa in the halves as well, who's still improving his game. There's a couple of that's fine. Even even the Hammer to a certain extent, who played really good last year, there's definitely they've got to consolidate that with a very solid year this year. Um, just a quick special shout out to the Instagram followers. I didn't realize that I have to actually click back over to Instagram to check the comments and things like that. So I'll get onto that now as we, we keep going. So please post your comments and stuff. I was waiting for them to pop up on the comments here, but. Um, yeah, apparently StreamYard and Instagram aren't fully paired up yet. It's just no, the, if you sort of... if you're on the gram, you've got Facebook. So just slide across the Facebook and put your comments in there. Much easier. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So yeah. uh, look, let's uh, give our predicted finish uh, in the brackets. Remember, we don't have the actual um, position. So I'll kick us off. I will say. Something about the, the Dolphins. I think there's something special happening this year. I'm going to go four to eight. Oh, five to eight, sorry. Five to eight? Yeah. Back half of the eight. Jez, I'll go down here. Let's go down. Um, nine to 12. Nine to 12. They're going to just miss it, I think. Just miss it. Yeah. Adam? Um, I've got them nine to 12. And just looking at their draw, there's a bold prediction here as well. Um. Newcastle in round 27 with Newcastle playing for a final spot, the Dolphins being out of contention, and the Dolphins ending Newcastle's season. Mm. And in this oh, fantasy yeah. land, did Parramatta finish first? Undefeated <laughs> the whole season. We haven't got to Parramatta yet. You'll have to wait till next oh, week to find that result. Hey, I'm not going to jump ahead. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't contain himself. He has to have something about the, the Knights in every single episode. There's been, uh, there has been, it, there, no, sorry, sorry. There has been a lot of times in that last game at Newcastle, which is usually Old Boys Day, where they're playing a team looking to go into the finals when Newcastle are being an absolutely shit house, and Newcastle ruined that. EG South Sydney, I think Cronulla might have been another one, Jeremy, a few years yep. back as well. Yep. So I just think they're due to cop one on Old Boys Day. And, and everyone in this area is jumping on the Dolphins as the second team. So the Dolphins will have some support there. You know, I can just see it happening. It's just it's a bold prediction, all right? 
up the vanilla coats. Mick? Um, I'm going to go 9 to 12 as well, but I reckon closer to the 12. Nice. Yeah. Yep. No, fair enough. Um, all right, that's that's it for, for the Dolphins. Let's switch it over. Next team up here. The St. George Illawarra Dragons. Goodness me, they have had an off-season, haven't they? And it's we're still at a couple of weeks to go. So let's find out what can sort of happen here. And, um, again, producer Jez, this is looking crisp. So well done, mate. Well done. Um, I'm stuck up to him now after we sold him before. I've got a question on these slides. Why is the right side picture in black and white? Because uh, they're, they're leaving. We went over this last week. It's in memoriam. Okay. Mick, yeah, that's are, you, are you telling us, Mick, when you're not on the video, you're not listening to either the video or the podcast at some point? The next couple are you saying days? you actually do work at work and you're not on YouTube? <laughs> Once the season starts, I'll watch and listen to everything, but in the off-season, I get a bit lazy. No, that's fair enough. That's you're, for, fair. you're forgetting, you're, you're forgetting, Joe, and not all of us are over the year that was 2023 for the Brown Materials. Yeah, I'm still off rugby league in general. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not over it. I'm just over the eels. So I'm happy to talk about anyone else. I just don't want to talk about Parrot at the moment. So um, Joe will be missing just, from next week's podcast, guys. Yeah, go through the gains and the losses, please. There is an additional gain as of today as well. Is there? Who's that? Uh, Raymond Fatala Marin. Has signed from the Bulldogs. Oh, I did see there that. There you go. On your Media. post, page, I think. Thanks, mate. I'm glad you follow the page. Now that you mention it, check us out on Instagram. Gains for the Dragons. We've got Corey Allen from the Roosters, Tom Eisenhuth from the Storm, Carl Flanagan joining Daddy over from the Bulldogs. Tammy Cielli, Cielli, did I say that right? From the Rabbitohs and Cyrus Stanley Trail. Trail. Trill. However you want. Don't know where he's from. No information there. But it's a gain for the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. The losses. Let me just move my light so I can read that name. We've got Billy Burns. Of course we do. We love Billy Burns on the podcast. Jaden Hunt has gone off to the Broncos. Funny way to spell Jaden, I thought, writing that out. Josh Kerr off to the Dolphins. Alex Lobb gone to the Tigers. Moses Mbai. See you later. Off to St. Helens. Zane Musgrave. Musgrove off to Warrington, Jaden Sullivan to the Tigers, and Aaron Woods seen here in black and white, Michael, because he is leaving. He's gone to the Seagulls. He's already He's gone. Already gone. Not last year. You could have had a picture of him in a manly jersey if you really wanted to. Yeah. No, nah, but it wouldn't have made sense on a St. George page. <laughs> the re-signs, we've got Jack DeBellin for another year. The only for now, 25. Uh, Blake Laurie, 26. Jacob Liddell, 26, Michael Mollo, 24, and Ravalawa to 26. So a couple of, uh, actually quite a few off contract at the end of this year as well for the St. George you've, Illawarra you've missed, Dragons. You've missed one of the losses. Yeah. Did I? Ben Hunt to anywhere that will take him before the season starts. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, he gets, he gets out of those handcuffs, he's gone. <laughs> Junior Monet won't be there either at the moment. He's been stood down. I think he's been contract cuts so um obviously he was in a bit a bit of a naughty boy um but i'll tell you what I, I kind of feel for the dragons in a way like i feel for their fans because they're starting to become a bit of a bit of a joke uh really oh hang on we've got, got a, a live rumor coming through thanks to josh um Mac- makahisi makatoa is off to the dogs nothing of 
had confirmed though. Okay, well, when you can have it confirmed, please let us know. But I've already put it out there, so this is recorded. Uh, we, we are getting told back to off to the dogs, which you can have it confirmed by next week's Parramatta one. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> And then Jez, actually, no, we can't do that because Jez has already made the content, so he can't. He could be the black and white player. <laughs> <laughs> what do we feel about uh, Adam? Let us know about what your thoughts with the Dragons, because I don't know. If you don't laugh, you cry. I think you're a Dragons fan. Yeah, just on that Cyrus Stanley trail. Um, there was no information on. I found some information on him. Um, he's only seventeen, and he's training with the last year's training with the first grade squad. So he's signed a five-year deal. He's one of their up-and-coming, promising juniors. So I dare say, if there's two of him coming through. He's got a twin brother. They'll probably ship one of them off, like good dragon style, to keep someone that shouldn't be there anymore. But um, no, yeah, good promising player. Five-year deal. Like, big boy too, when you look at him. So um, look. Corey Allen, I wouldn't really say that's much of a gain. Bit of a journeyman now, can fill in the holes. Was rumoured to come to Parramatta. Glad we didn't get him. Tom Eisenhuth, as I've touched on previously, anyone that's left the storm isn't worth it because Craig Bellamy doesn't let go of players he think is still up to the standard. Kyle Flanagan, I think we're going to see the best footy out of Kyle Flanagan, obviously being under his dad. I think he's pretty harshly treated at both the Roosters and the Bulldogs. Um, his best football was definitely Cronulla when his dad was involved. Hemiseli uh, couldn't tell you who he is. So... For the games, look, they've probably got one reasonably good one. Um, it be interesting what they do with Flanagan because obviously Ben Hunt wants to keep that seven jersey. He doesn't want to play hooker, which has obviously been an ongoing thing. So if Flanagan slots into hooker, it'll be very interesting. But, yeah, I'm not quite sure where they go in that regard. He he, he can't be a, a hooker now. They've got literally no, nothing in the hour. Apart from Ben Hunt, they have no one. So he'll be the 5'8 lining up next to Ben Hunt. It, it has to happen that way, so... And, and just on Harmo Selly, he was originally a, a dragon. Yeah, but they got nothing. Like now that they've lost Jaden um, Jaden oh. Sullivan and Amone as well, which wasn't planned for, and now they've got the Volkman situation. They're not having Volkman. They've got no halves. The, yeah. uh, Flanagan has to be in the halves. They've got the round one predicted team is Flanagan at five eight with Hunt at half, and it's Jacob at hooker. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and where does Zach Lomax come from the bunnies? Uh, he should be if uh, if I was Flanagan, obviously I'm not. I would be putting Zach Lomax at fullback. I don't think it's worked. Um, what they've done there uh, for the last couple of years, Toro Sloan, he's still young. I know that, but he just hasn't been able to put his stamp on the NRL, in my opinion, and. Zach Lomax, he's screaming to get more more ball, and they need to give him more ball in all parts of the field. So, he, apart from Ben Hunt, for mine, Lomax is their spark in attack. They just need to get him ball. They just need to make sure he's fit, put him at the number one jersey, and just let him roam. Yep. Anyone? Something? <laughs> There's not much to talk about with him, really, is there? Yeah. There's not. Can we quickly just give a give the rating uh, for their retention and the, the recruitment? Which I'll go first, and I'll just say it's it's a two. I feel so sorry for the Dragons at the moment, but there's not much going on. Like Harmaselli is a decent forward. He's come from the Rabbits. He used to be at the Dragons, um, but there's just not much happening. And Corey Allen, Paul Corey Allen's already done his ACL, so he won't be seeing this year either. That's yeah. another back forward, so. You're copping it in the uh, comments here, Adam. This is great. Yeah. Welcome back to the live shows. Uh, Joel, I'm going to go three. It's always the same I, 
I couldn't um, bring myself to give someone a two. So I've given them a three out of the kindness of my heart. But same sort of thing. Uh, I kind of hope Flanagan has a really good year under his dad at the Dragons and gets to play in the positions that he needs to. But I don't know. It's the Dragons. Sorry. I wanted to give him a three um, because I want to give him some bonus points for what they let go. Are you going to, though? No, I'm not because I'm oh. going to go through the losses quickly. And the fact they let go of blokes like M. Bike, who was never that great. Obviously, Aaron Woods got shipped over last year. Manly got an absolute rotten deal of that. Obviously, St. George picked up two young blokes. But blokes like Josh Kerr at the back end, Musgrave at the back end of their careers as well. Um, but the reason I'm not giving a three is because letting go of Jaden Sullivan. Jaden Sullivan is believed he was forced out of the club by Ben Hunt. Um, ben Hunt wasn't a fan of him, didn't want him around because he was saw him as a threat to his seven jersey and the rumours were he'd be moved to hook with Sullivan coming through. So rumour has it from a few St. George fans, he was forced out of the club for that reason, so they're getting a two for that reason because he's one of their best common cupping players that's come through for a while. And as you said, they've shipped off a half um, to keep a half that doesn't want to be there and now they're stuck with not many options there. Mick, have you got a rating before we go a bit more into the Ben Hunt thing? I think maybe we can touch on that again. Two and a half. Ooh, half no, between Jeremy. <laughs> Just on, on Ben Hunt, do Three we likes honestly to see, there's a few people in the Instagram comments asking me to say go para, but I can't bring myself to do that yet, guys. I'm still hurting as a para fan. That's next week. Um, para preview is next week, so all those para fans, make sure you tune into next week's show, but I can't bring myself to do that yet. I will be at the troll, though, the Gold Coast troll. Gains and losses, are, like, is the coach included? <laughs> oh, you can't. Michael, Michael is not a fan of Flanagan. Here we go. Wait for it. Come on. I'm not, go on. I'm not a fan of Flanagan at all. I don't get the hype. He built his premiership on salary cap and peptides. Beep, beep. <laughs> but he also he hasn't sworn yet. Anyone could have coached that Cronulla team in a comp, and I agree, Ed. I said this last year several times when Flanagan was shopped around as a possible replacement for Brad Arthur, and every time he was rumoured through coaching, he's not a very good proven coach. Like, he got kicked out of the game. Obviously, allegations of cheating, which were confirmed, so they weren't really allegations. And the fact that Cronulla kept that premiership was quite amazing to me as well. And then he... Obviously, he's gone off and been assistant, but his assistant record isn't exactly that wonderful anyway. Now, he comes to a club that's going to struggle. I think it was a dumb move for him if he wants to go out and prove himself because skipping ahead. No I know, he had no, no other options. He did. No he, could, he, could, he could have gone to the Super League, build up some credibility, yeah. and then come back. And that was his option. And that's, only, that's the only time it's a good Super League move, sorry, is it for a coach. He could have gone across <laughs> there. Yeah. Taking his, taking his son with him. Because um, his son would have absolutely killed it over there and then come back and obviously, you know, there's been lots of other coaches that have done that, like Justin Holbrook obviously made his name um, across there in the Super League. There's been heaps of others if I go back to time. There's coaches that have gone there and come back. Like even I think Brian Smith did it after Parramatta went across there and then come back. So plenty of coaches have done it. He's supposedly pretty tough and very defensive, which... Well, he'll need to be with this lineup. Yeah, so I don't know. I just and like even young Flanagan, one of my good mates is I talk a lot of footy with. Said so he watched Flanagan a lot, being a shark supporter when Flanagan was in the undergrades, and there was massive talk about him when he was coming up. 
and he's just never really reached it. I don't think it was fair what happened at the Roosters, but I don't know. I just think both of them together again. I just I don't know if it's really that exciting. As a I've got a special announcement to make. Uh, Shane Flanagan will be on the podcast next week, so uh, <laughs> I'll get him on and, and and spit spit some facts with him and, and talk all things about his coaching career so far. Um, the peptidesonline.com will be sponsoring us next week, by the way. I mean, it's a valid concern. Um, I'm a bit more positive with Shane Flanagan. I think it's a definite upgrade from what they've had there for for some some time now for the Dragons. The guy who does know his rugby league, like I've heard him on commentary, that he does know the game. Um, so that's something to give him credit for. Some of the Dragons coaches in recent times, I've questioned if they even know the modern game. So uh, that's a positive for him. There is no doubt this is a massive rebuild. It's literally a blow the place up and come back in and, and restart. That's what they need to do here. And if anything, that is something he will do. Um, I don't think he really cares about protecting his um, players' feelings. That he'll just if he doesn't want someone there, he'll let him know. He'll, they'll be marched out the door. So, you know, much do, you think, do you think Flanagan has the ability to pull in some bigger names? Like, does he have that sort of? People want to go and no. play for Shane Flanagan. No? Yeah, no, no. Too, too much history there after like, what happened at St. George, uh, Canella, I think. Yeah, but a lot of past, a lot of players really respect him. Like, I've heard a lot of podcasts over the last year or two with even players from Manly and stuff who just can't speak highly enough of him. So I don't know if that's them putting on a show for, let's, for media. Let's, or, let's, let's be honest here as well. Some of the players, and we won't we won't name deliberate names, but let's say a junior that was at another club that wasn't very good that went across to Canola and had a very long and successful played over three hundred game career. He was on those pep sides well before Flanagan got there. Obviously, Flanagan knew it was going on, but he was on really just every week you try and get a shutdown. Can we have one week where we can just beat it out? We didn't say his name. <laughs> we never said his name. His name was never said. I've got oh, a simple solution here for St. George, how they can turn their season around. All right, I'll run you through a quick little scenario. It's obviously captain's run before round one game. They haven't had a very good off-season. Shane Flanagan walks into the dressing shed. He says to the boys, boys, I've solved all our problems. I've baked you some banana bread. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to my recommendation. Amazing. <laughs> Just um, a quick question came uh, has come through on the Instagram account about the Raymond Fatala Mariner signing and our thoughts on it. Look, he has been out for a couple of years. I think it sums up the Dragons and where they're at as a club at the moment. They can't get any of these big names at the club, so they need to try and find these sort of on-the-fridge um, players and let's see what, what happens there because at the moment, yeah, I don't know if it's a great signing. I would have preferred him go for a younger guy, but again, that's where the dragons are at. Uh, look, that's all I want to talk about with the dragons because no, I don't think it is. We're still we've missed the Ben Hunt saga is still there. Yeah, okay. That go is on, just going to be St. George's season. Well, it's we spoke about it heaps last year. The hangover is still there from that massive kerfuffle. It's not going anywhere. Come twenty four, this is only going to impact them. More and more. To his credit, he turns up every week and he plays some really, really good footy. However, it's during the time where he's not playing rugby league on the weekend that all the stories, all the drama comes out. How the hell do you prepare for a game when everything's about Ben Hunt not not wanting to be there? Can you see him lasting the year? 
No, we can tie it in here. The Dolphins don't have a halfback. George, after five rounds, haven't won a game. Ben Hunt, Dolphins, round six. Oh. We know he's not going to go anywhere but Queensland. He wants to go home. Yeah, he wants to go home. So if the issues continue, you have to think the Dolphins have some space in the cap. And look, well, if not, they the get Dragons, rid of Milford. Well, the Dragons are going to need a, a halfback. And Ooh, the Dolphins. Milford. Milford. Milford's going to see Blake. We know that. But there's a couple of other options there for him as well because if you look at the dra- the Dolphins' predicted starting team, we're going backwards here, but it hasn't got Katoa in their starting team. It's got Nikarima as 5'8", and O'Sullivan as half. So the Dragons could you know, let go of someone like Ben Hunt to take a young, up-and-coming, promising player like Katoa. I know, I, who gets I, like the, I know who gets the better deal there. I like it. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, predicted finish for the Dragons. Let's just get into that one. Um, I've got him obviously the last bracket, twelve to seventeen. I'll go as far as thirteen to seventeen. Brackets actually thirteen to seventeen. You're having a shocker night. Four to eight and thirteen to seventeen. This have last you been, stuff. Have you been watching the show the last couple of weeks? Like we've done it the last two weeks. Yeah, I've got him thirteen to seventeen as well. Yeah, yeah. No surprise. Th- thirteen to yeah. seventeen. Ditto. Same for me. Thanks, boys. Let's go on to the South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, with the Black Bunny as well. I like that, uh, Phil. That is really – that's classy, Jez. I like this one once again. You just really stepped it up. What happened to Jack yeah, White? No. It's not worse. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. Because he's not allowed to bite people anymore. He's a bit yeah, hungry. He's, he's starving. Doesn't have, he doesn't know how to chew his food up this year. Oh, say he's got a head like a tube of used toothpaste. Now he's getting long and thin like a tube of used toothpaste. Uh, Adam, you're up here. Gains and losses. Oh, this is easy. Uh, Sean Kepi's gone to Seagulls. Um, sorry, no, no, he's no. come from no. the Seagulls. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he's come from the Seagulls, Sean Kepi. Um, Jack Byton's come from the Raiders and their losses. Jed, Jed Cartwright's gone to the Knights. Liam Knight to the Bulldogs. Heme Sele's gone to the Dragons and Blake Taft to the Bulldogs play 14. Um, I'm not running for the re-signs and off-contract because there's a lot of re-signs there. They'll obviously re-sign pretty well. Um, just a couple of notable ones there is Latrell Mitchell, 2027. Cody Walker, one more year before he goes to Super League. And Damien Cook, I don't know if you knew this guy. We signed in 2025, <laughs> but did you know he used to be a beach sprinter? No. Yeah, I didn't know. If you know not at all. Yeah. I think Jai Arrow to 27 is a pretty good signing. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't done brain. that much since he's been down there, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Cam Murray, 2020. They've, they've made some big re-signings, yeah. some massive re-signings. That's obviously been their focus. So, But, like, the, the, the two games that they have got, uh, Kepi can hold his own, that They need another middle. So he can definitely do a job um, for South, probably off the bench. And Jack Whiten, it's still up in the air where he plays. For mine, he'll start at centre. But there'll be definite pressure off. Um, on the hardest before, not Cody Walker, um, but yeah, it, it'd be an interesting one to watch. And uh, Dean Hawkins is coming through as well, and he's a good up and coming halfback as well. So it'll be good to see what he can do this year off contract at the end of the year. Yeah, Mika, that's something for us. Pressures the halves. I don't think he pressures the halves there. I think he's a center or a fullback. Pressure's the fullback. Ooh, that, that, that's in my concerns. Mm, I just, 
he's going to need to play centre. And if Latrell can't get back into form, then there's the option of swinging, swinging those two around. I don't think he's ever going to be an option in the halves at South. Because Walker's 5'8", then Whiten's definitely not a 7. He hasn't got the kicking mm. game. He's barely got let's enough not, kicking game to be a 6. Let's not forget that right. Whiten's suspended for the first, is it first two weeks? Two rounds. Yep. First two rounds. So, When did yeah. he sign till? How long? Three years? Three, yeah, I think it was too long, whatever it is. So are they looking at that as a possible replacement for Walker? When he yeah, Walker, inevitably Walker goes away. off yeah. the Super League. I'm actually very Jenny, surprised Jenny, that Jenny, Walker any more than what Jenny, he did. I say there's um, he'll pressure he had a good season last year. There's a lot of pressure on Lachlan Elias, I think, this year. He still hasn't been able to establish himself as that halfback that they need um, to really guide the side around. Uh, and I think he was found out quite a bit last year. So I think, if anything... They, they rely heavily. They rely heavily on Cody Walker. And if Cody Walker, if someone gets under his skin, they lose. It's as simple as that. Cody Walker loses his head, the Rabbitohs lose. He keeps his head, he keeps calm, he kicks them to victory. That's why he had such a... He had quite a really good... He had a good season last year is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to fumble through there. You hate but Cody. If you get under his skin, he's done. Jeremy Same hates Cody Walker. The modern day Cody Walker <laughs> has lost hates his strong word. more than when they had Adam Reynolds. Like Adam Reynolds helped him, and that's what I mean with the with the halfback role. They need someone like Ilias to really take control of that side and and control things. Oh, I just feel like they're lacking that at the moment. So that's why if it's Dean Hawkins, it's Dean Hawkins. Um, if it's not, then maybe Cody Walker goes to the halfback role and Jack Whiten goes to 5'8". I'm not too sure throughout the year, but um, at least I think Whiten at least provides some options there for uh, the Bunnies this year to make something work. So, I honestly think that they are missing leadership at that club. They, You have guys that are, you know, they're older heads. But if they lose their head, that club's done. So, like, I know I keep harping on about Cody Walker. But the annoying thing, like, why I get so annoyed with him is because he's so bloody good. But then he lets his emotions get in the way and he throws his game off. Damian Cook, I think, is the only one there that kind of keeps a level head. Latrell Mitchell gets caught up in all the garbage as well, who is just an unbelievable talent that everybody can see. But, again, you get under his skin and he's done. And then everyone else just kind of falls into that. If if their leaders are gone, the, the... Rabbitohs kind of just fall into that trap as well of, oh, well, well we're just going to go out and try and bash people. But they are—they have so much talent in that team, yet they just don't put it on the park every week. Do you get what I'm saying there? Like, is, or is it just yeah, me? I think, just me and things. Well, I think it's probably been that way since Reynolds left, and I guess everyone expected Cam Murray to step up, which he does, but did he have a lot, did he have a lot of injuries or something last year? He wasn't there, though. He was injured, wasn't he? That's why yeah. I, I can't remember him being there. Yeah. I don't think he had a very good year as well last year. Yeah. Don't know. Someone says in the comments that does Hunt go to South if Ilias is struggling? Um, Joel's dad. And um, yeah. he won't go anywhere but Queensland. <laughs> it's the only way he'll get out of the George is to go to Queensland. Yeah. Can, we, can we get to the ratings? Because I want to rate him. Go. Yeah, it's go about for a four. It. It's a four. Four? Because, yeah. It's a four. That would be nice. Because I personally don't think Jack White and his age is a great signing. Um, and I'll get to my concerns as to why later in the concerns time. But 
It's not a signing they needed. The fact they've let go of a young up-and-coming player like Blake Taff, who has done the job for him when he's needed to, when he's filled in, I thought he's quite good and obviously filled in quite a lot for the trail last year, given the amount of games the trail missed due to injury suspensions and everything else. Mm, Taff was solid. Yep. He was very solid. I don't think it's the signing they needed. And like I said, I'll go to that when we get to it. Uh, Mick, I'll let you go next. Uh, actually, I yelled out loud at Adams four, but he's probably right. They've signed two players. One of them's a bit unknown. I, yeah, I'll go five. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'll go to Dolphins at seven, and they got Flegler and Farnworth. So yeah, I'll give South a five. I will. Uh, I'm. Look at that re-signings list. There is some talent there. I'm putting them in for a seven. I think it's actually a decent recruitment drive. They, they obviously spent a lot of in a lot of their money in house to re-sign a lot of this talent. Like Kalol Matangi is one of the best second rows in the competition. They've got massive wraps on Tavita Tatola. Uh, that's their main man coming through. Um, Campbell Graham but, was one of the best. Look at, look at the company. money. Look at the money they've tied up there. On one, like you say, Walker, Mitchell, Murray, Whiten, Cook. Cool. That's a lot of their salary cap gone just on those five players. Do you need all five of those players? That's a pretty they're good not, They're not massively long-term, though. They're not, but they're still there. Like if, if they bring through, what's this, Hawkins, let's say he comes to and, you know, they have injuries or something, he gets a run, he comes to, he's off contract at the end of the year and he wants big money next year. Stay, and you've got someone like Cody Walker. They've obviously signed a two deal, which wasn't needed. Or Cookie, who's getting on, um, not the young beach winner he used to be. They might be able to re-sign him. He might end up elsewhere because they've tied up so much their cap on these players. And look, they're not exactly proven players. Like as we touched on, Latrell Mitchell, great talent. But has he done it for South City? No. His best football was at the Roosters, and he hasn't produced that for me at the Roosters at South City yet. And at Origin. Yeah. But the thing is. Honest. There's 16 other football clubs that would sign Latrell Mitchell in a heartbeat if they could. Yeah, but and you're not playing that's, that's what you've got to pay. Can we skip the concerns? Because there's a lot of concerns. Before we, can we, can we can reverse the rating first and then hang we can? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Don't skip ahead. Because... <laughs> you confused me again. I thought we were just talking about gains and losses. I didn't realise that re-sign was part of that. So, geez, boys. Yeah, it's the, it's you the obviously whole... haven't been watching the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah that's on me. You call yourself an expert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel, I'm with you. I've gone a seven and a half, and it's purely on the re-signings because as much as I really don't like South Sydney, there's so much talent there, and it annoys the absolute hell out of me when they don't put it all together over just stupid stuff like losing their cool. So hopefully um, they have a better better season. They're always there, though. They're always there. I'm up in mind to a, a seven six. and a half. I'm not a six. You got my five. Nah, six. <laughs> he's going up. Adam's sticking with his four, uh, and he's ready. To, I reckon, look at him. He's ready to blow up about something. But I'm going to let I'm here we go because I'll say the positives quickly. And as sort of Judge just said, like you look at the lineup, it has to, it just has to have to do something. Like I feel like if it's not this year, then they're done. They they you can write them off. They've got to rebuild. Uh, blah blah blah. But the talent in this lineup. They just have to re- – they've just got to produce. And I'm anticipating Latrell has to bounce back. 
both of him and Cody just need to hold their heads. If they can do that, who knows what can happen because at their best, there's no doubt they're two of the best players in the competition. So that's mine, Adam. If you want to take off, you can. Yeah, I'm going to take off. So biggest concern. I need a helicopter sound effect. Yeah. Biggest <laughs> concern for South Sydney is finding the balance in their team. Um, like I said, I, I'm being critical from the moment they announced the Jack White and signing. In my opinion, Latrell Mitchell is the best centre in the game, playing fullback. If they want success, White needs to go back to fullback, which obviously where he started his career, and Latrell Mitchell needs to go to the centre. It's a very simple switch, but I guess it kind of highlights my next concern, which is who's really running this team, because it certainly isn't the coach, because Latrell wants to play fullback, so Latrell gets to play fullback. He's obviously there with some of his good mates. The other concern I have is they've got way too many hotheads in their team, which Jeremy already touched on, and they've just added another one. We've seen what Walker and Luttrell can do when things don't go their way. They'd like mm, to swing an arm yeah. or laugh or get off their game. This added someone like Jack Whiten, who they're going to play out of position as well. He's going to make errors in the centres defensively. He's going to get off his game. He's going to have start looking for swinging arms and stuff, as he likes to do. We saw that in the semi-final, what he came up with last year when he was off his game. So me personally, I, I think they've got it all wrong. I think balance is going to be a massive issue for them. I had South Sydney winning the comp after about eight or nine rounds last year, and they fell to shit there, which asked questions what was really going on in the club because nothing came. <laughs> nothing. I hit the wrong button. I heard wrong you swear button. and I got excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than Lego how they fell off, especially because Paramount started that slide. But there was no questions asked there. What I'm hearing out of is there are some obviously big concerns about who's actually running the club, and it's pretty evident that it's not the coach. So big issues. I don't have them playing finals football. I'll give you my prediction soon. So oh, hey, sounds like you're in a storm. Um, when you say the better balance, then, what's your suggestions for that to fix it? Well, how did you go? Well, I think they should have. I've already said it. They White should be at fullback. Patrol should be in the centres. If they're not going to do that, I, I believe Walker's time in the NRL is almost done. Um, he's obviously debuted late, which is an advantage for him, but the fact they re-sign him, I think, is a waste of cap space. It's, it's time for him to go off to the Super League. That's where he decides to go. But in that way, they could have White in there with Ilias or whatever. They can put White in the 5-8. The other option is obviously to play Walker at halfback, as we mentioned earlier, but I don't think signing a player on close to a million dollars a year to play him in the centres was a smart. He's not a centre. We've seen him at Origin. He's been great in attack in Origin, but he's been absolutely fucking terrible at defence. Do we know a million? It's only 925. 925. There you go. It's a lot of money. No. Oh. I said it's oh. only 925. You can't swear <laughs> <it's> yet. <laughs> it's for after 8.30. <laughs> Look, we may as well, like, Jez, have you got something else to say about that? I want to hear some nice, aud- crisp audio from you. I was about to say, that what's going on here with the Martin boys? They're, uh, they're set up. I don't know. Having, having issues, Adam. you got to fix your microphone there, mate. I thought it was good. Yeah, but we're getting it's a lot of uh, helicopter noises. Oh, really? Yep. Um, I think I've already said my bit on the Rabbits. Like, I just want them to play consistent footy as a rugby league fan. I don't like the Rabbitohs. Never have. Never will. 
But when you see the names that are across there and you see all that talent, you just want them to put games together and you want to come up against a really strong Rabbitohs team. But I think a lot of the teams kind of just realize that if you unhinge a couple of them, you win. So they've they've really just got to get amongst that. I agree with what Adam said around they need to find the right mix because they've got a lot of players that play in similar positions. You've got a lot of talent there that are in similar positions. And it's not as easy as just saying, all right, well, then you just go and defend out in the centers. So they do have to find that mix, and hopefully they find it sooner in the season rather than later. Yeah. Uh, you can start us off with the finishing bracket. Uh, I've got them. I'm trying to think where I've put all the other teams because it's going to come back to bite me when I do, like, the yeah, final. I've got a lot, of, I've got a lot <laughs> missed in the eight. I've got a lot in the eight. We've got eight yeah. Teams, so. um, no. Look, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go nine to 12. Just because I think I have space there. <laughs> <laughs> We've stitched ourselves up here for sure. We haven't been keeping track of this. Adam? I've got them 9 to 12 as well. Ooh, Mick? What's the bottom of the 8 bracket? 5 to 8? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll put them in there. I think they've got too many class players to miss the 8 two years in a row. Yeah, I've got them 5 to 8 as well. So they're um, exactly the same reason what Mick said. So... Thanks for saving my my voice box. Last but not least, the Manly Sea Eagles uh, doing the Eagle Rock. Uh, the gains and the losses, I'll run through them. We've got Mighty Luke, Luke Brooks from the West Tigers, who we will talk about him a bit more in detail because I actually think this is a sneaky signing by Manly. Bailey Hudson from the Knights, so another one you've lost there, Jez. So you can tell us a bit about Bailey Hudson as well, please. Um Atasi James from the Tigers, Jackson Paulo from the Roosters, Tommy Talao with now with the Jess Surgis effect from the West Tigers, so he'll be in for a massive season. Uh, Corey Waddell from the Bulldogs uh, and Braden Wakeham from the Tigers. Uh, the losses, Latu Fainu and Samuela Fainu, both to the Tigers. Morgan Harper, one of the probably one of the best signings Parramatta's ever made. Uh, Sean Kepi, uh, the Rabbits. Kelma to a Lungy to the Eels and KO Weeks to the Raiders. Um, re-signing list again, YouTube, watches, Facebook, all the like. You'll be able to see that there is quite a few. Uh, Josh Schuster is a key one, 2027. Uh, obviously, that was, I think, at the time to play 5-8, and now he's going to be changing to the back row. So that's, I reckon that's a keep an eye on that, that his manager will yeah, be I'm... taking. I think there'll be some whispers coming out shortly about him. Um Cooler, 2027. Um, obviously, we've seen the best of him last year when he got to play fullback the last few games. Uh, really keen to see what they do with him and, and Trebojevic if they let it mix up or something. So, um, But that's about it. Jake Arthur, 2025, massive re-signing for him. Um, <laughs> the off-contract list, that there's no real anything that really stands out there. Um, Gordon Cam, Cam uh, Chan Kam Tong, sorry, uh, is an up-and-coming hooker, uh, one to keep an eye on, uh, quite a good young talent. But apart from that, like, I'll just go straight away and give my, my rating. I'm going to give their recruitment a, a 6 out of 10. I think there is some sneaky ones there, um, but there's also some meh. They have cleaned up a lot of Deadwood, which I'll give Actually, give them a 7 because they have cleaned up some Deadwood players there that I like when clubs just go, yeah, it's time for to push on there. They got they got the deal of the year getting rid of Morgan Harbour, didn't they? Absolutely. Oh, Morgan Harbour. I don't know what. 
Haven't they? Now pick up the eels. Just, just quickly uh, on some of the games. Um, off contract. You still got Ben Trevojevic. You got to keep the brothers together. Yeah, sorry, you got to keep the the brothers together. Like, or do you? He, he might he might come out and say what May said that the club will take all of them is where they all go. So you never know. Ah, uh, I think I think we're going to say the best here out of Luke Brooks. He's going to get away from that shit show that is the West Tigers. So they are a shit show, um, and I think it's going to be the first year. He's be able to play football with no pressure on him. Given the fact he's next to still one of the best halfbacks in the game, one of the best kicking games, probably the best, okay, second best kicking game. It's hard to actually decide between him and Cleary in Daly Chair Evans. I think Luke Brooks is playing 5 8 is actually going to be able to excel. So it'd be good to see him have a good year. I think everyone would like to see him have a good year. Um, on Bailey Hodson, it's actually your favourite player, Josh Hodson's nephew. The Knights brought him over oh, from the Super League. So yeah, one fullback. Hey, he's a hooker, isn't he? Fullback. I just assumed he was a hooker because he was his nephew, but I know he had an absolute – he made his debut at 18. For, he's, he's a fullback. Yeah, he's a fullback. expert. He made his debut at 18, signed a three-year deal for the Knights and had a lot of injuries and got stuck in his stuff. Um, that was nice Yeah, trying to come across, so – and trying to restart his career. Uh, I've obviously come across as a pretty, as a pretty decent contract after David we were so young. Um, the rest of their signings, um, fringe first graders, besides Tommy Tullia. So it'll be interesting what they do. But as for their losses, they've got some pretty big losses, pretty experienced losses there as well, but nothing major. Um, those for new brothers, which we spoke about, Tigers, who you didn't know much about. Well, you did, Joel. You saying about them. Harper, after pretty much getting his career ruined by um, the bloke from Alakai from the Sharks last year, and obviously bounced off Parramatta to hopefully play reserve grade. And Weeks is obviously one of the big up-and-coming players who's going to play 5-8 at the Raiders, which is surprising. So I'm going to give him 4.5 out of 10. Oof. Mick, what do you got? i got nothing. I... Uh... I'd, I'd, it would be good to see Brooks have a good season, but I guess with no responsibility, he can just run the ball as a running six. So, he, I mean, he's pretty quick. He'd probably do all right there, but I just, I don't know. It's so up in the air, that signing. Um, I'm going to go, oh, I don't know, six. Let's go six. I don't like rating people out of ten. It's too wet, too wide. Give me something out of five. <laughs> Don't worry, we're rating players. We're rating the players' looks coming up, so you'll be rating them out of ten. Uh, uh, Ten's Jez, just a bit too long, is it? Mark? You'll have no issues with that. Yeah. Um, oh, you spoke yes. over my willy joke. <laughs> you can say it again. No one heard it. I'm you not repeating. It. Tommy, Tommy Talia's repeat a good boy. Tommy Talia's a really good boy, I reckon. Yeah, uh, I've got the same, Mick. I've gone to six as well. Uh, I think the Luke Brooks signing, where they're just the rugby league fans in general are just excited to see him get out of the Tigers. He's the last yeah. one off the bus, as we spoke about last last week. So uh, I think Luke Brooks is going to play with some freedom and we might see just that talent every single week that has been spoken about for the last however many years it was since he was labelled the next Andrew Johns and his career kind of went down from there. That's a lot of pressure. I think the re-signings are pretty good. Um I still have my concerns over Schuster, uh, just more about his 
attitude. I've spoken a lot about attitude and getting under people's skin tonight, but it's just something that really rubs me. Um, he he wasn't playing in the right position. Get him in that back line or in the forward line and, and let him run the ball. Get him out of the halves, that's for sure. But I think there's him, a, a little get him concern. Off, get him off the banana bread. <laughs> no, give him more banana bread. That was my no, recommendation. He needs, he needs to get fitter. He wasn't fit enough last year. He needs to get fitter. Just don't add all the sugar. Just take the sugar out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He needs to get on the homemade oh, banana bread, not the store-bought banana bread. You got him at second row or lock? Mm, second row. Second row. Yep. You're not taking Jake away from lock, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. They've got, um, what's the name, don't they? Jake, Jake Tavoyevich. Jake. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> it's all around Turbo, isn't it, for the Seagulls? And does he stay on the park? Like this, we could potentially see the last injury of Tom and the end of his career this season. There's no way he's going to come back from another big injury. So I think everybody's collective fingers and toes are crossed for him in this season, uh, staying on the park. We said said the same last year about Caelan Ponga, though. We said he's one more head knock away from retirement or, you know. And look what happened. And he went on to win a Dally Emmy. He didn't do that for Sean Johnson, but still had a good year after that. So, you know, Turbo could do the same thing, come back and have a wonderful year because he's due for one. Well, he won it in uh, 2021, so why not in 24? And he only played 18 games that year. Um, yeah, I just I, I want him on the park for the Seagulls, and I want them wearing their away jersey because it has a collar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you guys are sort of – we sort of basically set out for and against reasons in this talk about the signings, really. So Straight, straight um, out concerns. Tom Tewoyevich's shoulder, Tom Tewoyevich's hamstring, Tom Tewoyevich's knee. What else is wrong with him? <laughs> That's the concerns list. It is. It is. It's. I think their forward pack, it's a bit small in comparison. Well, their centers as well. I, I've got their centers as massive. What have we got our rating? What have we got our finishing position? Hmm. Wherever I've got space. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, a, rating, a rating with and without a fit turbo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going, even if they're having uh, nine, nine to 12. I've got them 13 to 17, but probably 13. I'll go mm. nine, yeah, 9 to 12. That group of teams that are just like one point out of the eight. So I said Dolphins were 9 to 12 at the bottom end of that. I'll put Manly at the top end of that 9 to 12. They'll be 9 or 10. <laughs> I've got them in the eight. I've got them 5 Ooh. to 8. Yeah, because yeah, I reckon they're going to have a good run with injuries. And I think Brooks and DCE are going to complement each other really nicely. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to scrape in. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Whose spot are they going to take in the eight? Yeah, that's my thing. Who, whose spot are they taking? Parramatta. Parramatta Bonilla. Like there you go. Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Raiders. Raiders. Nice. Raiders. 
I don't know. I can't remember where I put the others. Oh, no, I had the Raiders in 13 to 17. So, yeah, they're taking the Raiders spot. There you go. See, I've got your back, Jez. Don't worry. And the Martin oh, I brothers wrote this stuff down for a reason. Try and gang up on you. I'll try. I'll have your back. Uh, that's that's sort of all we've got time for, guys. If there is any last-minute questions, quickly fire them in. We will get to them. I think there was one on the Instagram asking if we've already done the Dragons. We have. So just make sure you go back and re-watch the start of the video. About 20 minutes in, we start talking about the Dragons. And um, that's about it. That's all I've really got time for, I like, lads. I like this last one, though, around Origin and Turbo. Do you think he gets selected in the first place? Oh, he will. If he's fit, he he'll be. Up. Him and Latrell will be the centers. We we missed mm. personally. New South Wales missed both of them big time in last year's. Oh season. yeah, yeah. A fully fit. But he might do turbo. Yeah, he might do a ponger and just say no rep footy. Isn't Jack? Isn't Jack White? Hang on, ponger. I did that because he wasn't going to get picked. Let's be honest, but. He hasn't retired from the rep this year. I Latrell's no, around his head knocks. He wanted to play, wanted to play more footy. See, that... here's, a, here's a stupid thing. Here's a stupid point. If you look at South Sydney, we're going back to South Sydney. If Jack White's playing centre and Latrell's playing fullback, why the fuck would New South Wales pick Latrell in the centres and not Jack White if South Sydney having a good year? Hmm. There you go. That's a valid point for you. Are Jack White and Latrell Mitchell the New South Wales centers? No, not bad. I like it. I like no. it. It's just, we need to start picking centers as centers in New South Wales. That's a whole other story for us. Yeah, but you've, you've gone out and said that White is in the center to start with. He's in the center. Now he's a center? No, he's not. He's an average center. But how he's he's just, playing well. Yeah, if South Sydney are playing well, and the trail's excelling at fullback, right? How can you say, oh, yeah, we'll put, and Jack White's having an absolute great year. How can you pick Latrell in the centers over Jack White and if South Sydney going so well? Because it's Latrell. Yeah, yeah, right. single handed in the game. Don't get origin. Simple. Oh, hang on. Queensland, like Queensland had the hammer. They Queensland don't, had the hammer in um, the centers. Yeah, but he's a center. Point. He's a center at every other club but the Dolphins. Well, I don't know. fullback, though. He's a very good He was a good center at, I guess I can say the same thing about Latrell. Latrell is a good center at the Roosters. Oh, I've had him. It's a good night. <laughs> I was, yeah. I personally, I would have Latrell every day of the week over one. If, if Latrell's fit, give me Latrell in the, the blue side at center. So, yeah. But Turbo, hopefully he stays fit because I do think New South Wales need him as well. And, the other question after that, and we won't go into that because that'll open a massive can of words, that where does that put uh, Tedesco as well? Because maybe one of those can become the mm. fullback. You don't know, but we'll open that to another night. Let's uh, sign off, guys. Really appreciate you all tuning in. I was very early in the footy season. Um, we might go – we might give the live a, a little break another for a week or two and then come back to it just to let everyone oh, – easy next footy Next week's has to be live. It's the Parramatta and Newcastle one. It's yeah. got to be live. Yeah, this is a big one. It's got to be. It's, yeah, okay. We'll probably have to start we'll the last audio. We'll make sure that everyone's sounding crisp. Yeah, that's one big thing. So thank you, guys. Once again, thank you all for all the love. Make sure you subscribe and like um, wherever you're listening. Podcast as well, Spotify, Apple. Make sure you just hit the bell logo and get the notifications and go and give us some love all over our social media accounts. Appreciate it, guys. Peace out. Have a good night.